You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris. Uh, I just want to say you should amend the as always because... Okay. I mean, it's been a while since Kayla North's been with us. Is that not true, Chris? <laughs> well, oh my two gracious, episodes yes. she hasn't been with us, yes. But uh, I guess we could say um, joining us once again. There we go. <laughs> once again, I am Would be the here, lovely Kayla North. The truth maybe in, a little the truth creepy in podcast. still. <laughs> truth in podcasting, my friend. Oh, my well, uh, speaking of... Uh, of of Kayla, uh, she she was kind of down and out uh, with various uh, illnesses. There, a little bronchitis took her down for a little bit. Uh, she still got that little nagging cough. So so please forgive, dear Kayla, if she has to, uh, you know, get something out in the course of our conversation. Hopefully, I won't start coughing right in the middle of saying something. I'm hoping <laughs> right. I can at least reserve my coughs for while you two are talking. So you know, I can get through this i don't know it's the worst after being sick when your cough just like won't go away and it's yeah. really worse since you know like covid because now yeah. everywhere you go people are looking at you and i'm like i promise you i have had negative covid tests i do not yeah. have covid i am just coughing and it's just but everybody looks at you funny like clearly i saw you need to I go saw a t-shirt yeah i saw a t-shirt yesterday that i almost wanted to buy basically saying hey calm down it's just allergies <laughs> did you, did you, yeah. which is my life because with all you know here in north texas the temperatures have been going kind of up and down uh week by week bad, and yeah. uh I, I just need everything to stay cold for a while to really really kill, kill off everything all the stuff yes because you, usually if i have the sniffles during winter time it's because it's winter time right it, it's just that kind of yes. general winter time cold vibe thing uh now it's it's the allergies flaring up and going away yes. and flaring up and going, just like, stay cold for a while, please. Well, we I mean, did you... In- freeze and kill all the junk in the air. Yeah. So you don't think the great snow flurry of 2022 that lasted for three minutes this morning <laughs> is going to do it? <laughs> no. That might not have been sufficient, no. If I, I, if I can have that every day for a couple weeks, uh, you know, that, that might do it for me, but... Oh, no, my gosh. It was sufficient enough for my kids to put on their scarf, their hat, their mittens, their winter coat, and run outside to play in the snow. It made me <laughs> laugh so hard. I was like, I can barely see it. Like, you know it's not going to stick, right? And they were like, can we please go play in the snow? I'm like, have at it. Go do so, whatever you know, you're going to Ke- do. Ke- Kelly had uh, Sam at a swim meet today, and uh, Nathaniel and I were, were out at lunch, and she goes... She texts me and she goes, is it snowing at home? I, I looked out the windows and I'm like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, not everywhere like, was the great snow flurry of 2022. Oh, man. Our we little corner like of Texas. Tiny little speckles. It was not much. It yep. was just tiny, tiny. But 
it was enough to send my kids bundled outside and all excited that it was snowing. So I'm like, you know, you know what? You know you live we, in Texas we, when that gets you excited, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have listeners that live in places where it actually gets cold. And right now, I can they're see just them just rolling their eyes. Yeah, they've had a pause because yes. they're laughing so hard. They're like, well, just in case we say something good, uh, they don't want to miss it. Like, so, so the recording date of this uh, is the 15th of January. And so, um, which was, um, you know, Super Saturday of the Super Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. And the, the Buffalo Bulls were hosting the New England Patriots. And I don't know if you watch any of that game or not, Chris, but I it did. was seven it was seven degrees Fahrenheit at, at kickoff. Right. And so we had we had it on and, and the guy who was back to receive the kickoff didn't even have, have long sleeves on. Like it didn't like, was... like un, under armor and nothing. It was just like bare arms. I'm like, dude, you crazy. Well yeah, Davis yes. got home from work and, and he came popped his head into the room where I was watching the game just kind of asking about what was going on. And I'm like, we were talking about how, I told him how cold it was. And he just shook his head and he goes, can you imagine just someone touching you, much less tackling you when it's right, that, when it's that oh cold? cold. Oh. <laughs> that sounds painful. And, oh and his part-time goodness. job, you know, he, he works he works for a, a national chain tire shop. He works outside. And mm-hmm. he's like, just changing tires today, I could tell you like, how my hands felt he goes i can't imagine someone throwing their entire body against me as violently <laughs> as they possibly could <laughs> or imagine having to catch having to catch a football that's yeah. been thrown at nfl quarterback speed i mean right. it must be like feeling like somebody just like winged a rock at your hands at 55 miles an hour yeah oh man that's crazy I was all right just, and i and like <laughs> you like uh, you brought right i was amazed at all the guys that they're just not wearing sleeves like just just a sleeve. Yeah, and then you see, like, the peop- <laughs> you see the people in the stands that are like shirtless with like the team's name painted on their chests. I'm like, dude. Well, that's they're used to it. I mean, that's where they live. So, you know. Oh, yeah, man. I'm like, dude, I hope for your sake that was not in vain, my friend. <laughs> right. Well, I was just thinking about like, you know, our, our younger son, he played flag football. And there were a few days that it was chilly, right? And we're sitting in the stands and we're all I mean, we took in blankets with us. Yeah, we took blankets with us. Well, I'm laughing because our son, like, would live in a hoodie. Like, that would be his, like, all year round. Like, even in the summertime, in the house, he's got a hoodie on, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have he's one of those. got a, he has a hoodie underneath his jersey. And, like, half the kids on the team, they're, like, out there playing football with their hoodies on, like, on their head. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Is that uniform regulation? I mean, clearly we don't really care because we're in Texas and it dropped before below 50 degrees. So they're all like, must have hoodie on, you know. Right. Makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That'd do. All right, Turner, what do you want to talk about tonight now that we got Kayla North back in the saddle? Well, because Miss Kayla's back and she alluded in a prior episode that we would actually talk about this more at length i wanted to revisit our discussion on consequences okay ah yes because um there's a there actually is a time and a place to use them it's knowing when to use them that is the the big battle i think for uh us parents of kids with from hard places so Mm -hmm. kayla when should we use consequences because well, we talked about when we shouldn't. 
Right. Yeah. Because in our last episode, which if you haven't listened to it, we can link to that in the show notes. But the last episode, we kind of talked about how we've got to build that foundation of, of connection with our kids first before they're even going to listen to a consequence or it's going to be effective, right? Because obviously out in the real world, there are consequences for our actions and we're going to go and have a job or we're going to go to school and there will be consequences. And so we're never advocating for like, you know, going all around and, you know, following your 16 year old to their first job and saying, Hey, my kid can't have consequences because that's not connected parenting, right? We're not going to advocate for that. Of course not. But we want to get them to a place where they trust us and, and we've built that trust with them and then they'll be more effective when we use them. Right. So, but that's my number one question that I get from parents is like when they're, you know, scheduling parent, you know, coaching with me and they'll say in the little intake form, they're like, I want to talk about what kinds of consequences are appropriate to use with my five-year-old, seven-year-old. And I often say, honestly, the younger kids, I don't use a lot of consequences with. We There's so many tools. It's really when my kids got to be a little bit older and there were things like technology and we had to put really strict boundaries in place for technology. And we didn't even, sometimes it was just a boundary and it wasn't really a consequence as much as it was just a boundary that we were putting up. Like if this is how we're using screens, then this is what's going to have to happen. Not so much a punishment. I mean, I remember when our kids came home, one of our kids came home one day and was like, mom, what does grounded mean? And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I guess that's not really a term we use at our house. My kids didn't really even know what it meant. Like they're like, my friend said they're grounded, but I don't know what that means. And I was like, well, in my house, when I was growing up, I was grounded for from about the time I was in sixth grade through eighth grade, I think pretty much the entire time I was grounded. <laughs> I might like get a week's reprieve here and there. And what that meant when I was growing up was no friends, no TV, no fun. Like anything that was fun was canceled. Anything that had to do with friends was canceled. So I could like maybe go to youth group if they didn't think it was going to be too much fun. But other than that, like, I didn't see friends. Like, I didn't see, I didn't do anything. Like, I was just, everything was taken away. I don't know that it was super effective, but it was the tool that my parents had. You know, it was like, that was what they, they were like, okay, you're being a smart mouth. Then we'll take a, we'll ground you for a week. We'll see if that fixes things, you know? And I know, I'm sure they tried other things. That's the thing that in my mind sticks out though, right? Is that I was grounded a lot from pretty much everything. So I guess in a roundabout way to say, I think consequences need to be very directed at very specific things. And only when Mm. we've built the relationship with our kids and are able to say to them, hey, here's, you know, like, for instance, um, I alluded to screens. That's what we use consequences for the most at our house. We have a, a list of things that are do's and don'ts with your screens. And if you violate those rules, you lose screens, or maybe it's a particular screen. Maybe it's you violated something with your phone, so you, you, you lose your phone for a day. Or um, you might lose it for two days if this is a repeat offense. Um, 
But we don't like, sometimes our family will watch a movie together. Well, family, family screen time is never, ever part of a consequence. Because I'm not going to say to a kid, sorry, the rest of us are watching a movie together, but you're going to go sit in your room because you've lost screens. No matter how much you want to say that. No matter how much you want to. like (laughs) that's Well, I mean, you have to be honest, right? Yeah. You just want to say that you have to be honest because there is a part of you that really has to bite your tongue and saying, when I say no screens, I mean all screens. Mm -hmm. And and I think, you know, to be, we have to be careful as we try to be that, that, that consequences that, that, that withdrawing, withholding attention or connection from children is never a consequence. So any family activity, you are never excluded from a family activity. That's not how we roll. Mm -hmm. And it can be hard to figure out when to implement a consequence, but, and there, I mean, honestly, there are schools of thought in connected parenting that would say you never, ever give a child a consequence. You only allow natural consequences. We tend Mm. to fall into the category of we very sparingly give consequences. When we give a consequence though, our kids know in advance what that consequence is going to be. There's a warning given. There is a rule in place that has an attached consequence. So it might be, if you continue to do that, this is what's going to happen. And it's always very connected to what they did. So it's not like, I know when I was a young mom with little kids and I would hear like, I'd go to mops or I'd go to, you know, moms of preschoolers, or I'd go to some, something. It was always this school of thought of finding your kid's currency like what will hurt them the most and that's what you always use as your consequence and it never sat right with me like I always thought that's just mean like you're like oh you know your kid likes uh screen time well then every time they talk back to you you take away their screen time and eventually they'll learn and I'm like yikes why if they're talking back to me, then maybe there's a skill that they need, or maybe there's a, an underlying emotion that's not, you know, being met. There's something that there's something else going on there, but how's taking away screens even remotely connected to that, right? It's easy, but it's not helpful. Right. So, so what I wanted to say is, is we, we spoke at a conference in Austin years ago and we talked about how, how the root of so much conflict in a home is centered in control. And parents, when I say that, they always hear me say, the problem is that the child is trying to control your home. But the truth of the matter is, is that a large part of the problem in terms of relationship in a lot of our homes is parents continually trying to remind the children that they're in charge. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, why, that's why you engage in what I disaffectionately call hit them when it hurts the most parenting mm-hmm. and, and because because you want compliance you you, you 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 right and so if i can just take the thing away from them that they like the most which is why parents are mostly punitive with kids phones now and so you've now not just not just have you taken their phone away from them for a week or whatever but you've also now taken away the thing that connects them to not just the universe. And so we can talk about the real problems with being connected to the World Wide Web. But another thing that it does is it connects them to their people. Like our kids text their friends, they text their grandparents, and it helps them stay connected 
And especially, you know, since 2020, when people weren't just like we haven't fully recovered and people are seeing each other as much as they always did. Right. And so we mm-hmm. and so what we do is we, we do they hit them where it hurts the most parenting. And I had somebody tell me one time, she said, that's what I was told to do. And so that's what I tell parents to do. Find the thing they like the most and take that away from them. That will get them to behave the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to be really, really careful. And you have to have a framework for how you, you, you do consequences. And you have to, this is one of those ones that you sort of have to practice outside of the moment. Like we talk a lot about this idea of practicing outside of the moment. But in the, right. in the handing out of consequences, parents need to practice outside of the moment how they're going to handle that. Hey friends, this is Dallas, your Empowered Parent Podcast producer. I wanted to tell you about our Patreon page and how you can become a Patreon subscriber. If you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent, you can sign up to support our podcast starting at just $5 a month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Facebook group only for patrons. There's also other levels where you can get access to exclusive audio content and guest interviews, recorded classes, monthly Q&As to answer your questions, and also personal parent coaching where you can share some struggles you may be having and brainstorm ideas and get some resources to really help your family. Hey, we so appreciate you listening. And we would love your support for the podcast and to become a part of our Patreon family of listeners. To sign up, visit patreon.com slash empoweredparent. Well, and I think what you said too about we're seeking compliance. I think when we talk about consequences, we have to talk about what's our goal, right? Yeah. Because if our goal in parenting is compliance, then consequences make sense because it's like, oh, okay. I want compliance, so I'm going to take this away until you comply, right? But in connected parenting, our goal isn't compliance. Our goal is connection. Our goal is relationship. And so if taking away things from a kid is going to get me there, then maybe that's what I'm using. But very often, that's not going to get us where we want to go, you know? And so if we can look at what's our goal in parenting, what strategy is going to get me to my goal? Now, sometimes we have to use consequences because it's for our kids' own good as far as protecting them from something, um, not allowing them to go to um, a party that they wanted to go to might be for their own protection. They view it as a consequence, but you may see it as protecting them. And, you know, and so we, we can still allow our kids to, um, that's not the right phrasing, not allow our kids, but we can still, we can give our kids consequences, but we have to look at what it, what is it that we're trying to do and is consequence mm-hmm. the way I'm going to get to that goal? Um, right. Or is there another and, way? And part of that too, part of that boils down to how effective is the consequence actually be, mm-hmm. right? Like if you like you were alluding to earlier, Kayla, where you, you felt like you spent most of that school year grounded. Mm-hmm. Obviously, grounding you was not effective. No, I wasn't doing any as, good. As a consequence. <laughs> because they kept they kept going back to it. Which, mm-hmm. if you happen to go back to the same consequence over and over and over again, obviously, it's not being an effective consequence right. at correcting whatever behavior you want corrected. I mean, just look how she turned out. I mean, it's I'm a, just a, a, a rebel. It's a, it's a joke, honey. 
It's a joke, honey. Uh, well, but no, that's, a thinking- that's a great point, Chris. I'm sorry. That's just a great point because it's the definition of insanity, repeating the same behavior, expecting Correct. a different result. A different result. Because it's like, yep. well, if they if they could just know this time that I mean it. But the mm-hmm. problem is, the problem is, is that if you use, um, here's the problem. Somebody once told me, um, carpenters always think that hammers are the best tool for every job. Right. Well, statisticians. Everything's a nail. Yeah, statisticians think that. <laughs> all you have is a hammer, everything's a nail. Yeah, yeah, statisticians think to use Microsoft Excel first before anything. Excel's fantastic, but if you're trying to write a novel, it's a novel is going to be really frustrating <laughs> as a tool to yeah. do that. And so what we do is, um, and again, I hope nobody gets mad at this, and if you do, Kayla at onebighappyhome.com, you can email her. Um <laughs> But, Seriously, but, but honestly, if they get mad at honest, you. It's Ryan at onebighappyhome.com. Thank no, you very much. No, I'm just saying you can you can falter it out and read to me what you think I should hear. <laughs> um, but 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 it really is, with all respect, just consequencing kids constantly is lazy. Yeah. Right. There's no investment required. You you don't have to even get up off the couch to tell somebody that they're that they've lost X the Xbox for a week. Right, that requires mm-hmm. zero investment on your part, which is one of the reasons we go to it so easily. The other reason is what Kaylee explained. It's what was done to us, and so when mm-hmm. you feel, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, you go with what you know, and yeah. I think that that's why we have to be intentional to move away from it. I'm not saying the consequences don't have their place, but it can't be the only tool in your toolbox. Well, okay. and we go with what we know, um, especially when we are um, stressed out. Yeah. When we are tired, when we are hungry, right? We can be very intentional parents a lot of the time, but then we stay up too late binge watching a TV show or we. Um, are just highly stressed because of our job or we are and we're not taking enough time to decompress so our kids get the brunt of that because at that point we're like i'm tired i don't feel like offering you a compromise right now i just want you to do what i said <laughs> right yeah and that's right. not our kid that that's on us like we have to own that i'm not saying we get this right all the time we we screw this up all the time and say you know, we, we start to dole out a consequence and we have been known to give a consequence and then come back and say, you know what? I told you that this was going to happen. I was a little bit grumpy. I was a little bit tired, but now that I've had a little snack and I've rested for a little bit, I've thought about that. And I don't really think that was a good, that was a good way to handle that. So can I try that again? And the kids really like it. They appreciate it because they recognize that, you know, sometimes we say stuff out of anger and frustration and tired and hungry and all that stuff, which is why we're able to, when our kids say stuff from those same places, not take it personally, wait till they calm down. They've had a snack. They've rested a little bit. We can come back and try it over again. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. We can do that for ourselves when we screw up and we, dole out a consequence that we didn't mean to dole out or that we did out of the frustration in the moment. Um, but not to, you know, again, there's a time. Sometimes a consequence is what's necessary in a moment. We just have to figure out when those moments are. Well, and I, yep. when, and you know, I'm a big fan of, 
of, of going to the kids outside of the moment and saying, look, I was frustrated. I reacted bigger than I needed to. Let me walk that back. Um, and so a lot of people won't do that because one, it was never done to them. Two, it's somehow perceived as weakness. And three, your pride gets in the way. But but if I want children who, who are willing to make things right after the fact, then I certainly need to be a parent who's willing to make things right after the fact. And that's why I love that model yeah. of, of saying, you know what, I overreacted. I shouldn't have done that. Would you please forgive me for yelling at you? And you know when I said that you could only play the Xbox again when the Lord returned? Let's just <laughs> let's just dial that back down to for the rest of today. <laughs> yeah, you, you laugh. Oh, I've actually goodness. I've actually I've actually used that as an example at a, at a conference as, as a way of, of how, as, as a hyperbol hyperbolic way of how we tend to do consequences. And I said, you know, because when your kid's not behaving, you say, I'm taking the Xbox away from you. And when I hear the trumpet sound of the Lord's return, I'll flick the, I'll throw the controller back at you and you can play with whatever time you got left. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully nobody Hyper actually says that, but hyperbole, hyperbole. But I do know that there there are parents who've said, "Yeah, I've taken the Xbox controllers away from them indefinitely. They're never going, you know, they I don't know, whenever I feel like giving them back. Well, there's no hope in that, right? Like we have to yeah. we mm. have to make sure that in giving some sort of a consequence because let's just face it. There are times when our kids cannot handle screens. They overreact, they throw things, they're mean, they're not using them appropriately, they're searching for things they shouldn't search for, they're having conversations, and we legitimately need to set a boundary and say, if you cross this, here's what will happen. But we need to make sure in doing that, that we're not like going with our emotional reaction to it. So if I say... Yeah. Here's the boundary. Here's what's going to happen if you cross it. It We need to make that decision outside of the moment, right? So if we can have that list of what's going to happen when we cross this boundary. And that can be, you know, we have kids who are old enough to drive a car. And so when we had, you know, when our oldest, when he got his driver's license, we had to say, here's the boundary. You need to be home by 10 o'clock. If you're not home by 10 o'clock, we need to know before 10 o'clock that you're not going to be home and approximately when you will be home. We're, we're not unreasonable if you're watching a movie at a friend's house and it's going to be over at 11 o'clock. We just need to know it's going to be over at 11 o'clock so we can plan for that. Yeah. And we just, we set the boundary. We said, if you don't do that, then you will lose the keys to the car for a day. You know, and we was like, here's the boundary. And here's what's going to happen. Not when it's 10.05, we haven't heard from them. We're freaking out. They walk in, you know, he walks in the door at 10.15 thinking I'm just a few minutes late, but I've been steaming for 15 minutes. You're never going to get to go to that friend's house again because you can't be responsible. Right. Because that's what would happen if I had been worried for 15 minutes, not knowing. But if I've yeah. already got the boundary in place, I've already said, here's what's going to happen. That in that moment when they walk in the door and you say, Hey, where you been? It's 10 15. You're supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. I hadn't heard from you. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I left late. I just totally forgot to call you. All right. Remember you're not home at 10 and we haven't heard from you. Here's what's going to happen. And we've got that in place already. We don't have to go with the emotions of how worried we were or whatever. Um, yeah. 
And those are the kinds of things that honestly can... we've we've done the most consequences for, you know? Yeah. All the sorts of things that Ryan alluded to earlier of practicing outside the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously you can't plan for every every situation, but I mean, you can right. generalize en- enough that you can cover most situations. Well, Chris, yeah. I, th- I think that the, the, I think the general principle of what Kayla's talking about is that you need to to set yourself up for success, and and and, and applying pro- consequences appropriately is how I'm defining s- success in this example, right? And so, yeah. what that means is by by revealing those consequences in advance, and saying, hey, if you cross this line, here's what's going to happen. Um, and then, and then, if they cross that line, you have you, they have to get the consequence, right? Because you you have to follow through. It's like when a child asks for a compromise, they have to keep their end of the bargain. Well, if you're going to draw a boundary and say this is this, these are the ramifications of crossing that boundary, then you have to you have to toe the line there as well. Which is why we are huge proponents of not having ridiculous consequences. You don't have to go DEFCON one. Consequences can be reasonable. They can certainly yeah. be reasonable, and they certainly should be reasonable. Um, but but what Kayla's really saying is that is something that we have done. And again, we're not going to pretend like we're crushing and batting a thousand because <laughs> nobody's batting a thousand. And please remember, um, you only if you bat three hundred for your professional baseball career, you're likely to get into the Hall of Fame, right? right. That, that's three out of every ten. And so, you know, I feel maybe we got baseball Hall of Fame numbers three out of every ten, um, but. But what, what what we're talking about is is outside of the moment, finding a way to not because you can't eliminate your emotional response, but finding a way to regulate yourself emotionally and and remove your emotions from the interaction with your child. Um, and so, um, I actually heard something uh, that Andy Stanley said recently. And, and and when we when we get our next driver, Kayla, I want to try this. So I'm going to try this on. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a parenting strategy discussion in front of everybody here, but he said hmm. um, that his dad always used to tell him. His dad, of course, Doctor Charles Stanley, used to always tell him what time he had to be home, and he said, and 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 he said the problem with that is that is that it gives you five minutes syndrome. I'll leave in five minutes, mm. and then when yep. five minutes later, I'll leave in five minutes. And he said when he was a teenage boy. He used to speed across Atlanta and drive like a racing car driver in order to make his curfew. And he said, by telling my children what time, by my dad telling me what time I had to be home, he turned, I, my response to that was to be a dangerous driver. So he said, mm-hmm. what we tell our kids is this is what time you need to leave. And then yep. when, and when they leave, they need to let us know that they've left so we can know they're underway and heading back home. And we don't have any anxiety about it. And I thought that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty good because because I'm pretty sure our now that we're talking about it, I'm pretty sure our oldest son busts out some of his best Formula One impersonations on the way back home <laughs> to, to get yes. under, to slide to slide into home uh, just with uh, one minute yes. left on I the am clock. Absolutely sure that that happened. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All no, right. I like that though because I think that does that that gives a a better instead of them trying to figure out how long it takes them to get home you know where they're going to be and you say here's here's when you need to leave to get home by yep and there's so many Let things now you know that we can 
we don't have to worry some like we have life 360 right so we know where our kids are we can see that they're safe and all that kind of stuff so that that at least helps because when you get to that stage of parenting where your kids are are out a little bit on their own you know even if they're not driving like our our 17 year old today was out with a friend but her friend was driving and it was like I can see where she is she's on life 360 I get an alert you know when she goes places and all that stuff which was nice um for that but for the little kids I, I always people are like oh well what's a good consequence for a kid when they do xyz and I'll tell you nine times out of ten when a parent asks me what's a good consequence when my kid does this a consequence is not what I would use They're, they'll yeah. be like well my kid did mm. this and I can think of 10 other th- strategies that I would use before I would do a consequence. So honestly, I, I'd invite any listener, like when we po- when we post this, if you're like, what's a good consequence when my kid does this? Just, you know, we'll post it in the Facebook group. And just if you've got one, a question for me, and I'll see if I can come up with a, with a strategy for you that's not a consequence. I might not always. What's a good consequence when my, or send me an email if you'd rather. And again, uh, that email is Kayla at one big happy because Ryan doesn't want to answer those. Any, no, oh, no, that's not what I said. You just said, send me an email. So I was telling people your email address. I answer questions like that all of the time. Uh, we have, we have coaching clients. I do a lot of that. So I am not, I, I ain't scared of your questions, <laughs> you, lady. You're not afraid. But it is, I mean, it, that is such a big question that I get. But nine times out of 10, consequent, I'm like, I wouldn't use a consequence in that situation. They'll be like, well, what's a good consequence when my child won't do their homework? I'm like, well, why are they not doing their homework? Let's dig into that a little bit more. I'm not going to yeah. give them a consequence for not doing their homework. Like, Nine times out of 10, when they're not doing their homework, there's something underneath there. There's a reason they're not doing their homework. It's too hard. Um, They're not feeling successful. They need a little bit of help and they're afraid to ask for it. Um, There's something else that's going on there. They're just completely exhausted having been at school all day and then coming home to do homework. So, I mean, what what is it underlying that? Let's meet that need first before we just go directly to consequences. But so often we want to go to those consequences. So I'm, I'm serious. I will, I'll answer as many as I can. If people have questions of what consequence would you use for this? I'll, if there's a consequence for it, then I'll tell you (laughs) what I would use, but. And, and now I think we're going to need a follow-up episode where we read out some of these questions. questions. answers. Yeah. I like it. That's true. Because, like because now I'm curious as to what some of these <laughs> situations would no. be. Oh, I got a better idea. <laughs> I got a great idea, and it's just what it's not. It's not my idea. It's what you just said. This is what I heard you say. Let's send those questions in to info at onebighappyhome.com, and 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 we'll have an episode where we answer those questions live on the air. As a, okay. as, as a matter of fact, um, the software will, and I said to figure out how to do it, but the software will us actually have like guests. So we could actually do like a call in show where people could actually call in and we could discuss the thing live oh. during an episode. So we so, could pick so a few not, of them and then have them, have them and call have them in on. and we could, oh, and we could round fun. table it. 
Oh, okay, I love this. email podcast planning live. You guys are hearing info. It. We, we did not talk about this ahead of time, but I think it sounds fun. Info at onebighappyhome.com. If you have a situation where you'd like to know what's a great response, and if you would like to be uh, a, a, a live with us and we'll talk it through with you with a few, then send it to send that to us and we will figure out how to get that done. Not everybody, but a few will. Not we'll everybody, a few, <laughs> yes. And and also, get 150 uh, we discuss... emails. Everybody wants to be on podcast. No, no, and if we do select what your question, because we think it'll be a great discussion point, because the criteria will be not well. We can answer that one in a way in the way that makes us sound smart, but the criteria will be. I think this is probably helpful if a lot of purple her- people heard us discuss this mm-hmm. one. Uh, and if your question does get selected to be live with us, we'll send you some swag too. Ooh. You know, a T-shirt, an autographed headshot of Chris Turner. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perhaps oh if gosh. Chris actually had headshots to autograph well, in the first place, yeah, that well, might be an option. Yeah, I'm, all I'm saying, man, it's just we got options. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, does anybody pay attention well, to the time? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, this looks like a good place to wrap up uh, now that we're soliciting our listenership for, for questions for an upcoming episode. So uh, as Ryan stated, that uh, email address is info at onebighappyhome.com. If you want to send in uh, questions about uh, what consequences to use in what situation, or if you have any other questions in general uh, about the whole uh, consequence uh, usage. Please feel free to include those as well. We also have a Facebook group just for our podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast community. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so uh, from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would love a review in any of these locations. As always, the Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. <laughs>